Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, God is one. Amen. We have now come to the first Sunday of Advent, which means we've come to a new liturgical year. The temporal cycle of the church starts over with this preparatory season of waiting and expectation of increased spiritual effort and discipline, of repentance, and of meditation on the scriptures for the coming or advent of Christ. The season leads us to and prepares us for the celebration of the birth of Christ on Christmas Day, his advent to the world in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. But it also prepares us anew to look for and await Christ's second coming in glory when he will appear to the world escorted by ranks of angels in order to pass judgment on every soul. In the words of St. Cyril of Jerusalem in the fourth century, at the first advent, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. At his second advent, he will be clothed in light as in a garment. In the first advent, he endured the cross, despising the shame. In the second advent, he will be in glory, escorted by an army of angels. We look then beyond the first advent and await the second. At the first advent, we said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. At the second, we shall say it again. We shall go out with the angels to meet the Lord and cry in adoration. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Cyril, as Bishop of Jerusalem in the 300s AD, had a special connection to the city of Jerusalem, the places and the events of Jesus' own time when he spent time there. And so he probably knew the exact place that the people gathered with palm branches to escort the Lord into the city. He knew the road, he knew the gate, he knew the places. So knowing not just the story, but the places, when he speaks of the second coming of Jesus, the second advent, he links his first coming his incarnation when this happened with the second coming and saying that it will happen again. Cyril knows that this clearly was a figure of the welcoming of Jesus the King that will happen at the end of the age of this world. And our lectionary today is the same. It's why this gospel passage is chosen for the first Sunday of Advent, even though we also hear it on Palm Sunday at the procession. Today, it's not just a historical event, but a prophetic prefigurement. It's, if it's a prefigurement of what's to come, then we should probably pay attention to the fact that not everyone in Jerusalem welcomed the Lord with honors. Some were unhappy at his triumphal entry. Some, though they held palm branches on Sunday, had betrayed him by Friday. Their palms turned to fists. It's also possible for us to go through the motions of worship in this life only to find that the second coming one has internally been an enemy of Christ this whole time. Though one says, Lord, Lord, in this life, one could also never feed the hungry or visit the sick or imprisoned or clothe the needy. The prospect of discovering that Christ has never really known us because we never oriented our hearts to his or never opened ourselves fully to him is terrifying. Even for the saints who, as the Dies Irae sequence hymn says, are themselves in need of mercy, the melting of the whole cosmos in the unmediated fire of God's divine presence will be a sight too fearful to imagine. 
and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But when the saints do go marching in with the Lord to welcome him at his coming, even to be in their shining number is somewhat of an overwhelming thought. So this Sunday, as we think of the glory of the Lord's second advent, and the next Sunday we contemplate even deeper its fearfulness, the following Sunday we're refreshed a bit and encouraged to rejoice as John the Baptist is reassured of the character of Jesus as one who makes the blind receive their sight and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then this Advent, which is a little shorter than normal, the following Sunday, we will be encouraged even more as we realize all over again the sheer humility which our Lord showed in coming to us as a little baby, the most disarming, approachable, and tender form that there is. Both of these aspects are part of the season of Advent, the two advents of our Lord, humility and, great, uh, humility and gentleness and then glory and greatness and judgment. And both of these aspects are already and from all eternity included in the person of the Son of God, not only was he crucified from the foundation of the world, he also was raised, glorified, and reigning since its foundation too. For God, who is above time and who from all eternity reigns over the completed story of creation, seeing it already as it will be, all these things are in him one and united. For us, though, who are under time, these things play out chronologically, except when we come and participate in the mystical liturgy and have a foretaste of what's to come and are able to participate in what has already been. This Advent season, we are participating with angels in the dread and awful coming of the Lord in glory. But so that we don't become too overawed or overwhelmed by that participation, on Christmas, we will participate with the shepherds in kneeling at the manger of the Christ child's humbleness. Nothing in the world is to be preferred to this participation, this mysterious and marvelous grace we have to meet our Lord in the aspects of his two advents. Because when we come to participate, we encounter him in a sacramental advent. He comes to us in the Eucharist once again in humility to be offered to us for our life and our enlightenment. And in thanksgiving for that, let's set up for him a throne in our hearts that he may reign in and over us and our lives and invite him day by day to come in a spiritual advent into our souls as king, anticipating the day when we will see him as he is and be able truly then to cry with the saints and angels, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.